Good evening, Nick. <laughs> good morning and good afternoon to all of our listeners all over the world. All over the world. Welcome to the triumphant return of the two-age sojourner. <laughs> oh, we did it. We're back at it. We made it. And here we are. I'm looking better post, than you are. Post-sabbatical your... podcast. Post-sabbatical, yes. If anyone, I had a few questions. What the heck happened to you guys? Well, I had a sabbatical, so I was I was living it up. Yeah. Uh, Nick's just been working, working his tail off. He could have, he could have recorded something, you know, but he didn't. So, uh, just left you high and dry, really. And you know, you can tell, you can tell I've had a sabbatical. Look how cool I look in my new study, and you're like on your phone camera. <laughs> you're like just, just scraping by. New study, new house, new place. I know, really, really. Except there's one thing wrong with this picture, even though you might not see it. In that I'm drinking peppermint tea and Nick is drinking whiskey. This is water, bro. Come on now. That's a trick. He just tricked everyone. He's just worried that his church guys are going to find out. So, but other than that, other than the whiskey problem, we're, um, we're, we're, we're doing okay, you know? <laughs> so, how was your sabbatical, Mike? Well, how was my sabbatical? Um, it was it was busy, frantic. We moved house. We did this big renovation project. We uh, we heard that my wife is pregnant with twins. Twins. Uh, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we uh, added extra room to the new house for the twins. We um, had to get this study craned in. We had to get my parents settled. They've moved from South Africa to live with us, so they are uh, right across the way, actually, just uh, in their granny flat and um, getting. In fact, their boxes arrived today from South Africa, so they are they are now officially settled in and. Um, and so we've just, yeah, it's just been quite busy getting everything organized and ready. And if I had known how difficult it would have been to do everything I had to do this two months, I would have asked for a two month break and actually been quite frantic about it. But I had no idea. I was just blissfully going into it. And by the good graces of the elders at, at, at the church at GraceNet, um, they just kind of offered it to me uh, last moment. So it, it ended up being extremely providential. Um, providential, because, yeah. No, very thankful for it. So at least I can, I've got a fighting chance this year now that everything's sorted. And uh, the, the year's looking full on. In fact, let me use the opportunity to plug uh, what's coming just on two quick fronts. Oh, three, four. Mm. Oh, it's adding. It's coming. Oh. Okay. Starting, starting with the most pressing issue. We have got a, um, I'm teaching biblical theology. Grace Theological College starts next week uh, looking at the writings and uh, with a focus on the Psalms. So I'm really excited about that. I think that will... It's a, uh, you know, you got Ecclesiastes and you got all these like amazing ways to draw our Kleinian theology and show its relevance in the wisdom genre, which normally, you know, uh, people, people miss out on that because they don't get how that is. So um, yeah. the, the conundrum of the wisdom genre is really solved by the Kleinian answer in some ways. And so um, I'm excited to, to, to let people know how that works. Just a quick question just on that. Uh, do you still stand by your uh, five books in the Psalms, reflecting five books in the law? Oh, it's my um, it's my little like edgy theory. Yeah, your little theory there. My do little you still theory. Stand by that? I, I I like to mention it just to look cool. <laughs> you know, just go. I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, you've got this. Yeah, because and and it, you stop short of the great the great glory of that uh, theory that when Jesus teaches the disciples to pray, he's kind of 
there might even be a reference to a kind of summary of the Psalms and a summary of the book, books of the law at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's that. I heard someone else quoting you on that when they were preaching in my church. What? Nice. Yeah. Kalos, Udra, <laughs> Kalos That's how I learned about it from someone else quoting Mike. There you go. There we go. There we go. Well, you know, it's a, yeah. I mean, if I did a PhD in biblical studies, that's what I would have. I had that as an idea, actually. I was going to, I was like, that would be a very cool thing to really check out and see if it worked. But um, alas, I didn't do it. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's always on so the That's the, on the first theory. thing you, 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 you're lecturing. The, yeah. yeah. So, 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 anyways, if anyone's listening to this, the, the classes run live and online. So, if it works for you, time wise, go check out uh, uh, the Grace Theological College um, website. Uh, and uh, if you just write Grace Theological College in New Zealand, you should get it. Doesn't matter if you're living in the States or Europe or whatever, Australia, um, and they will accept later enrollments. So you're welcome to join us for that. And if that interests you, then there it is. You can audit that or, you know, for whatever reason you might want to, you can do it for credit. There's that. Teaching Hebrew as well. Busy so far just on those two fronts. But if anyone wants to join on those, I feel like it's now. You know, I should let people know this is a good thing. You can join online. Um, and then uh, there was another one. What was the other one? Um, the other one was There's something published by oh, someone. Oh, yes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Someone published a book. No, yeah, that was the big thing this last year. Just getting through yeah, this bottle. Big thing. Getting, you know, working that typesetter and getting the whole thing through the line. And oh, my, it's like it's like you write the PhD. And then you realize, like, actually, that's like halfway to publishing. You know, you got to do the whole thing again in terms of labor almost. And um, and so eventually, you know, got that across the line. It is published and um, the sales so been great. Who's the publisher, Mike? It's uh, same publisher as Meredith Klein. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Whip and suck. <laughs> Whip and suck. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually uh, Pickwick Publications, uh, which is the academic branch off uh, Whip and Suck. Oof, um, academic books and stuff because you got the the cascade books that's yeah. the more popular and whatever else um but yeah i like it because you got all those little client clients books they're all whip and suck, whip and suck and then i can put my next to it whip and suck, whip and suck. <laughs> it just feels feels like it completes the the picture for me um and so yeah now that's out and uh it's actually they've got it at a really good price i'm stoked about that it's um i mean the hardbacks i mean the the hard copies like you know 40 bucks or whatever but the kindles like 11 bucks or something 10 bucks i think it was the other day so, so i don't know how that works exactly but i think they should charge more for the kindle personally I'm like not making me some <laughs> you know make me some more money there uh but no it's it's just really cool i mean i'm always looking for a decent price on kindle Brilliant. so anyways there it is if anyone's struggling with postage and whatnot in new zealand uh grab it on kindle if you want to read it uh it's what's, just, the, what's the name of that book mike uh thanks for asking nick I'll tell you what the name is. Uh, it's a uh, covenant Lord and cultic boundary. Okay. And it's based about Meredith Klein subtitle and the reform to kingdom project. So it's just dealing with Klein and the way that he um, uh, gives the theology ready for, for thinking about this two kingdom uh, thing in, in terms of the reformed approach to it, but then also shows how he forms a kind of helpful way to, to process the opposing arguments and maybe even find some sort of via media with clients thought. And it's so, uh, anyways, I'm hoping, uh, look, John Mitha thinks it's cool. And so he thinks it's cool. He wrote the blurb, uh, professor Gian 
thinks it's cool. He thinks it's really cool. So he wrote another blurb. Lee Irons wrote the forward. Do you need any more than that at the end of the day? Buy it just because Lee Irons has got something in it. That's why you should buy this book. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it, it, it's um, it's helpful. Uh, I think I would like to read a book like this just because it basically it gives you the quick lay of the land. Uh, it looks at pretty much everything that's been written about it. Um, although yeah, even, yeah. even since it's been published, there's been stuff written. It's, um, it's already kind of out of date. Like my bio says, I only have three kids. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so stupid. I have five kids, not three kids. Um, anyway, so so yeah, it just gives it a quick lay of the land, and um, and then it just penetrates some areas that you know agree or disagree. It's just hopefully thought provoking, which um, I think it's probably where its main value lies. Just have we explored this properly? Have you looked at this properly? You know, so that next time there's this lame old two kingdom slash neo-Calvinist uh, debate, you can kind of chip in with some cool party trick and go, well, actually, you know, have you thought about this, this and this? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So really helpful stuff in there, especially the taxonomy of views and so on. Yeah. Exactly. And so buy the book because I'm having twins. I need money now. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's doing, um, it's shameless doing, plug, shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug. Seriously. <laughs> it's like my lifeline. You gotta, you gotta give me money. Um, so, but it, it's actually had decent sales, which I've, you know, I'm quite amazed with. I never thought, yeah. I thought it'd be super obscure. Um, Wasn't that, it like number one Amazon sales in like new Calvinism or something like that? Yeah, it was it was trending? Well, I think it still is. It might still be trending. I'll check it out. But yeah, so there it is. I actually found out it was posted on, uh, on um, on Twitter, and I was like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never thought that would happen. So that that's cool. Um, thank you to everyone listening, and a lot of a lot of the people who bought the book, no doubt, bought it because, <clears throat> well, some of the guys sent me photos. It was so cool getting photographs as the books start arriving in the States. Like you buy it the, the one day and you get it the next day. It's amazing. And, um, and so these guys start sending me photos, Hey, reading your book and, and uh, you know, underlining this bit. And the one guy's like, got his whole book underlined so far. So, you know, it, it's just really nice to see that. And, um, and, and, and uh, you know, a lot of guys mentioned, you know, the reason they're kind of into it is because of the stuff we've spoken about on the podcast. And so they wanted to, to find out more so anyways thanks for buying it if you did buy it you didn't buy it shame on you and um <laughs> that's the third thing i wanted to play um i think that was it i said four there was un they were unfolding in my mind and now they've gone away again anyway whatever how is your non-sabbatical been my non-sabbatical was very uh very relaxing i uh i've taken up daily cycling i've lost about six to seven kilos whoa yeah, so uh, feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling uh, fit. Yeah, daily yeah, cycle. So. Damn, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I used to before I got married, um, I sold my car to buy a ring, and so I bought a bicycle to mm. in order uh, while I was dating. Mm. Now, seventy-five kilos when I got married. It's like a Backstreet Boy. I know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I was a hundred and I've lost seven kilos. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> cool. Let's get going. Jeez. Nice. So you've been, but you've been going, you had a little bit of a holiday. Otherwise you've been preaching straight. Yeah. Through. went to Nelson, went away uh, and basically just uh, catching up on some podcasting, uh, some podcasts. So a little bit of uh, Doc and Devo. Yes. Joe and Jimmy. Joe and Jimmy. Joe's reading uh, my book. Joe sent uh, me a photo. He's, yeah. Uh, there you go. I know. Uh, so I've, cool. I discovered uh, uh, Dolzol. He's got a podcast, Theology on the Go, which is Alliance Confessing Evangelicals. Cool. So that's really good, enjoying them. Uh -huh. 
Keeping Up with London Lyceum. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. they're always very interesting, very eclectic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of interesting stuff there. Totally. Credo podcast, Mortification of Spin. Mm-hmm. Um, the Free Will Show, which was a very interesting one. Nice. It's a bunch of philosophers talking about free all the all the modern versions of free will. So I've got the Doctrine of God's Decree coming up. So just uh, binging on some modern philosophy there. Beautiful. Yeah. So That'll carry the day. Totally. So one of the things we have to um, think about going forward is how long we want to push this old great books thing, you know, uh, or whether we want to get back into some good old, you know, theology, which I think we're probably due to do at some point. Um, but I do want to do Dante's Inferno. Like before we do anything else, I can't not, you know, we've come so far. We need to just touch on that. And uh, it's just such a cool, you know, so many yeah. cool things like, oh man. Anyway, so we'll save some discussion for that one. Um, yeah. But other than that, you know, like, yeah, I mean, just to, um, it's been a while. I think we are due. Well, one of the things that struck me, I was kind of thinking, what, where can we go? What can we talk about? What, you know, what, what do we need to kind of spend more time on? And it sort of struck me, you know, for a podcast called Two Age Sojourner, we've done remarkably little eschatology and remarkably little two ages, right? Because actually there's a lot to talk about in just the doctrine of two ages and what it yeah. is and what it isn't and, you know, yeah. how it works and the logic of it and how it, the implications. Um, I was actually reading a book. Um, uh, I forget what it's called now, but Benjamin Glad, and he wrote it with someone else now. It's his more popular version of the scholarly thing he put out. Um Oh, and actually, it's not the same thing at all. Um, but yeah, another another book that he wrote. And um, it, it's all about, it's not called The Two Ages, but it has to do with eschatology and something like that, the people of God. And it's, I was just reading and I was thinking, this is great. You know, just, just a nice, clean, accessible overview of the doctrine. It just made me realize, oh man, this is as important as the two kingdom thing. It's as important as covenant theology thing. It's just <laughs> slightly bigger rubric, slightly different angle, but it's just, totally key for absolutely everything in christianity so key. Yeah. yeah and so that's why I mean, that, that's why i named the thing two age sojourn i remember having that thought right when we started and then i thought well let's start with the kind of covenant two kingdom thing but you know you do want to get that eschatology picture in big time as well so yeah, yeah. i don't know what your experience has been in the last six months but i've basically had <clears throat> a sort of the same conversation with maybe 10 young guys and the conversation sort of springs up this way. You know, we're living in a, in a time of absolute moral decline. You know, we've got big food, big pharma, big government, mm. big social media platforms. Everything's leaning leftist. Mm. And, uh, you know, you've got your Christians who are beginning to get angry and they're beginning to get anxious. And instead of identifying themselves as Christian, as sojourners in this age, they're identifying mm. themselves as middle right conservatives. Mm. And maybe even libertarians, you know, their their primary sort of identifier is, is a political position in reaction, you know, and they're losing their moorings in, in terms of, you know, what they're supposed to be as the people of God in this age. Mm. And, um, you know, just really, I've, I've just been trying to encourage people to double down on, you know, being the church. Yeah. You know, God has appointed means of grace. Yeah. And and understanding what the nature of the kingdom is, you know, so, the well, kingdom of God is not some yeah. political thing that grows. It's it's mm-hmm. it's an it's eschatological intrusion. The kingdom is is eschatological, and if you understand what the kingdom is, that's going to ground you in this moment. Because I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, mm. and that same that same blueprint for the church is what we ought to be aiming at. 
Mm. And, and to know that and to see that and to, to have that theology, that's what's going to equip you for the absolute madness. Because what I'm seeing now at the moment is this. You know, if you have someone who stands up <clears throat> and they show that it's fine, they talk in terms of black and white, mm-hmm. and they talk about, you know, these are the things that we need to see. And they, they, they talk about Christianity having an impact and taking the culture wars back mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Young men flock like monster flame. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, and you know, that, that, that pastor who's just chipping away at expositing scriptures every Sunday, you know, just faithfully, you know, putting out the means of grace, coming together on the Lord's Day as the Lord's people, equipping people to be good husbands, good fathers, good citizens, you know, trusting in the Lord, recognizing he's on the throne and not feeling the, the weight of the world on their shoulders as they have to do something to fix mm. it all. Mm. You know, it's, it's that, it's that two age eschatology. Which yeah. equips them for this for this moment. Yeah, and some people might be listening to this thinking, okay, well, two age, two kingdoms, like you know, isn't that the same thing? And it nearly is, uh, but it, it, there is a difference. There is an important difference in the sense that the two age thing uh, deals with the age to come, obviously, as it intrudes in this age. Yeah. But you know, when, when you're talking about two kingdoms, you're you're thinking about how we then administer just this age in light of the church and, and state. It's not really going to be a problem in the age to come, obviously. Um, so the two over, overlap on that point of you know what the kingdom looks like here and now, but otherwise it's a bigger, bigger, broader category that encompasses slightly different elements of, of, of focus, and but is equally important and deals with your identity, you know, as a as a as a Christian. You know, uh, what what is your identity ultimately in the, in this world? Um, you know, just as strongly as does a a two kingdom approach. So um, I think that, that it it will be really helpful just to um, think that through and we'll just follow. We'll do our usual thing. We'll just kind of um, maybe just (laughs) come up with a a random outline and not stick to it. How's that sound? Um, But yeah, good. Uh, And I know someone's out there asking the question. um, Where's Andre? Yeah. Where is Andre? Now that's a good question, and to be honest, <laughs> I don't know that I know the answer to it. Um, where is Andre? Where is Andre? Where is he? Don't know. Don't know. It's not you, that's for sure. Um, so <clears throat> we want to get Andre back in somehow. We'll rope him in eventually. Um, and we want to, I, you know what else I'm determined to do? I don't know if it'll actually happen this year because everything's so full on, but I did have a moment, Nick, a real moment about midway through this, the sabbatical thing. I think I was looking at like some cool gear. I don't know. I think I was just, I think I bought like a new ripcord cap or something like that. And I was <laughs> thinking, I, I want two age sojourner gear. I want to have it. I want to have it as a possession. I want some branding. I do want it. (laughs) All it's going to take is taking our stupid little logo and put it on those random little websites that make cool little gear things. You know, so I would love to have a little coffee cup with a, with a two edge, with that little S, you know, and a little thing and a thing and this and that, just put it all on. Cool. So anyways, that is something we would love to do. I know we said this every year, but it's like we're busy dudes. If anyone does want to, out of the goodness of their heart, set this up for us, that would be amazing. Um, you'd probably do a better job of it than than uh, than I would. But I'll leave that. I'll leave that in the hearts of the listeners, you know, and their yeah. consciences, you know, seeing seeing how long they can resist that. Um, so that's that's something we want to look at. And then 
other than that, we're just trying to be more, you know, keep it more <clears throat> regular and real as we go through. Just want to up the game a little bit again now that we're back in the saddle and uh, ready to go. Um, cool. So that's that's just looking forward to 2023. What was your favorite book that you read since I last spoke to you? Um, you know, do, do you know what I read that you said that you read? I think it was one year ago during some sort of holiday. Reading Between the Lines. Remember that one? Uh, Vith. What was that? Yes. This guy has rocked it? my world. I loved it. Okay. And, okay. and then he wrote another one on vocation, which I yeah, got as exactly. well afterwards because yeah. i was like this guy writes so well he's so yeah. so insightful you know he's just um he's just he nailed it like he nailed it from beginning to end i was just like what the heck it was just i don't know you know when a book's just like in season um yeah. so i read that uh let me just get the Brilliant. gene edward veith jr yeah that's the uh one. reading between the lines a christian guide to literature we're just like in that mode right now and um i, I got reading... free on my audible plus catalog so i oh, did you like yeah yeah uh, i bought mine so yeah. um you know get to do that or bios or whatever but but, but I mean, it was well worth it well worth it i don't it. know if i've had a favorite book that i'm reading but what i am reading at the moment is chosen in christ by cornelius Venema. okay Mm-hmm. yeah it's good Sheesh. and this is a book dedicated it says here written to honor the life and work of dr sinclair ferguson theology for ministry how doctrine affects pastoral life and practice that looks good very so that's nice a, that's a biggie that's a compendium of essays so that should be good cool yep and uh also got do you know the abstract principles yeah love it so here's a commentary on the abstract. Oh, no is. So if anyone's looking for like a Reformed Baptist. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little mini 1689 we use for our yeah, membership class. Yeah, So that's, yeah, uh, yeah excited. Oh, cool. That. And nice. then um, trying to use this as much as possible. Got to do something with the languages, you know. Oh, oh, I know that one. Yeah, cool. <laughs> is it just the straight up NA28, was it? Yeah, or? 28, yeah, cool. not the 27th. I've got my mm-hmm. 27th there. It's got all my notes in, but I'm, I'm now using the 28th. Got to be up okay. to date. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, so just chipping away at those. Very good. Very good. Yeah, you know, those all, um, yeah, I like that abstract. I didn't know about that commentary, that uh, abstract principles commentary. That's good. We actually, I probably need to check that out. We use that all the time, that abstract. Um, because the 1699 is so long and laborious sometimes you're just like you're like <laughs> yeah, oh I mean, okay it, this exactly. is... it's, it's it's a great and it's short it's it's not it's not that long it's uh <laughs> i was gonna say it's only 350 pages <laughs> yeah but i mean for a commentary on it that's not bad um yeah. <clears throat> uh, a nice really good little devotional that i'm reading is um a book by um mike abendroth abendroth um and it's called Gospel Assurance. It's just like a, it's like a, I like the way you set it up. It's like a 31 day guide to assurance. I I just love, I always just need help with assurance and, you know, constantly, but it's just like got these little bits from all like Spurgeon and Puritans and blah, blah, blah. Nice, just puts nice, it together nice. and then comments on them a little bit here and there. I uh, got a great intro. So uh, if anyone does want to, I've always been looking out for something like that. You know, sometimes you, you want someone to just have a 31 day process, you know? So it's a great little book. You can get it on Kindle. Um, that's something I've been looking at as well. What if, uh, you think it might be a good idea to come back to that reading between the lines book for some of our 
it almost feels like everyone needs to know everything in that book. I feel like that. <laughs> you know, everyone it's needs to. It's just it's excellent. Everyone must read it. I command you. It's amazing. Yeah. And then he's basically just on, helping Christians think more deeply about literature and engaging with you know, broader concepts and so on. Yeah, from yeah. film and you know, it, it was just really well balanced and yeah, it was. It, 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 it has, and, and maybe this is bad for saying this, but it has it has the strengths of Tim Keller's ministry in it. Yes, it feels like Tim Keller read that book. Yes. And said, you know, I'm going to learn from this guy and incorporate it into my ministry. And exactly. every time you love Tim Keller, it's like he's quoting that guy or using exactly. that guy's exactly. principles. I yeah. know. Yes, exactly. I don't know if Keller's a good name these days, but you know, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. still a lot of good in Keller. Well, for that insightful kind of making sense of God yeah, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, just incredibly it's, thoughtful, you know. Just It's it's bringing the worldview to bear on, on art and literature and life and just beautiful. using it as a platform to bring the it's, gospel with so much power. I think yeah. it's, you know, it's everything that we were kind of trying to do and fail, failing to do in our previous episodes on like literature, you know, he was kind of just going there and, and getting it done. And he's obviously a very, I mean, he, I looked him up, he's a professor of English somewhere and, you know, so he knows what he's talking about um, and it, it comes through in the book. So anyways, that would be my book recommendation of the, of the year or month or whatever it is um and yeah it's just it's just like if you're as parenting and working with your kids and trying to teach them about all this stuff it's like wow what great material uh couldn't be better um okay cool another book i was looking at is how to write english with tangwa <laughs> we'll leave that for now um grammarly you just need grammarly yeah um okay cool that's that so anything else nick because I thought we'd just do a short else. intro. Just, just we're back and we're gonna we're gonna we're probably gonna podcast again sometime. Maybe. <laughs> don't, don't sound so confident. Setting us up for failure. No, no, we will. We will. Uh, this so we will get this done. And uh, actually, let me let me just I did actually just show you how serious I am about this. Let me see if I can find it quickly. Just to prove people to people. Um uh, here we go. Entitled my word doc podcast, 2023. Okay. Uh, thought about talking about the definition of the doctrine of two ages and its historical context, right? Origins of the framework and early Christian thought it's development over time, you know, just see what we can think about to say about that. The definition and explanation of uh, inaugurated eschatology. Okay. Uh, we can, uh, uh, what else did I write here? Uh, the connection between the two-age framework and other historic doctrines and how this works with dispensationalism and amillennialism. Um, what about talking about uh, the key Old, Old Testament passages that speak to the idea of, of two ages, um, the references to last days, all of that stuff. Um, I thought that would be interesting. Obviously, the New Testament uh, Pauline stuff as well. Uh, we could talk about how the two-age framework um, and, and the understanding of salvation you know, justification basically is going to be key in terms of resurrection justification. How does that work? Yeah. Uh, that, that is, I uh, remember, I think we did talk about uh, Fesco's article, the resurrection is the yep. judgment. So that's really the payoff right there. Just, just the logical about, aspect of justification. Yeah. Right. That's two ages applied to justification. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, the relationship between yeah, the, the, the Christian doctrines, um, the, and really just the, the, the big one of, I suppose for us is just how it, how it forms a framework in shaping Christian discipleship, you know, all those yeah. standard categories, holiness, spiritual formation, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, 
even the way it overlaps the two kingdoms mission of the church you know yeah mission of the church engagement with culture yep yeah. yep um and then another interesting one which is like planning to the core is the role of the spirit in inaugurating the new age and how that even is preempted through the glory cloud and the uh, all, all of those moments of eschatological intrusion in the old testament so if we want to go if we want to wax Kleinian, we can do that um and so forth, you know, and I've got a million more points that will sound boring to just list out now. But then I thought what we could do as well is um, uh, Dr. Gian wrote a book on biblical eschatology. We've got part two of that interview still coming. I spoke to Dr. Gian recently and he's totally keen to to do that for us. So it'd be great to have him on and spark this up on on uh, uh, with his book on eschatology. And um, and then, yeah, maybe just get a few extra guess we've got a few things lined up already this year so it might not be the most difficult thing to include some of that so a lot of action stay with us and um let us know if there's anything else we're missing and we can touch on that as well um cool awesome good to see ah dude i wanted to ask you have you used a chat gpt to uh write any of your sermons yet (laughs) i haven't but someone (laughs) in my congregation said um write the nick cleveley sermon Oh, yeah? And they said it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, um, oh, I, I, I thought, wow, this is uh, this is going to be a temptation. So I tried, I was preaching on, um, um, I'm pre- I, well, I was preaching on uh, Genesis 11, uh, verse 21 last week. And um, oh, not Genesis, sorry, Hebrews 11, 21. Now they're going one verse at a time. Uh, just through these like major examples. So I just thought, uh, what, you know, how would you preach a sermon on blah, blah, blah? Dude, it was so bad. It was so shocking. Uh, it actually kind of helpful for me because it was just like, it, re- I, it obviously goes out into the internet and finds everything that's been written. And it's like, you've got it's, lots it's, of it's liberal a sampling stuff. Set. <clears throat> sampling set. And, and it was, uh, as- it was sampling from the wrong like exactly. set of, uh, I mean, yeah, just- if, if you, if you ask the question, what is the gospel? It gets, you know, it's pretty good. Is it? Okay. Yeah. But if all of those sources that it's sourcing it from begin to go liberal. Yes. That sampling set gets diluted or tainted, then suddenly it's going to present something completely different. So it's, it's, it's all it is is a reflection on the sampling set, not, yes, not truth. Yeah. Yeah. That is um, bad news. We're going to have to keep writing our own sermons. Yeah. You know, can't dispose of the preacher (laughs) just yet. Still need us. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we trust that the Lord is doing something significant in the heart of the preacher as he prepares that word, he births that message for your particular congregation. Then you just got to go, and how would you birth a message for <laughs> this particular congregation? <laughs> Man, there's some, oh, dude, funny. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.